What's going on, guys? It's Bryce again. Welcome to another episode of the Expedition to Try podcast, where I have no idea what I'm doing with my life, and I'm assuming a lot of you don't either. So let's try and figure it out together. This is a newer series where I'm interviewing artists, musicians, entrepreneurs, and just overall creative and passionate people as a way to share their story and hopefully introduce them to new fans. So I'm with another artist, Julia. Do you want to introduce yourself, say a little about who you are and how you've gotten to this point in your life? Sure. Um, hi, everybody. I'm Julia. My last name is very hard to pronounce. <laughs> um, and I'm an artist. I'm currently a sophomore in college. And uh, I really picked up artistry through my parents, I think. Um, I have been painting since I was a very small child. And my dad used to draw out these beautiful pictures for me and I would fill them in with watercolors um, and my mom really pushed me to be as artistic as possible. Um, we just did arts and crafts together my whole life and uh, as I grew up I was passionate about continuing um, exploring what I can do um, and now I sort of I'm not I'm not very uh, very proactive in my artistry but I do I do some commissions I fool around um, I make some funny shoes <laughs> Oh, I haven't seen the shoes. I'd love to see the shoes. <laughs> I like make custom shoes. Sometimes my, my friends are like, hey, I need some shoes made. Can you <laughs> can you craft something together? I've made like Snoopy shoes for people. Um, I made shoes for like my friends' trips to Disney. That's Ratatouille sick. shoes, Hercules shoes. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's actually my first question. Well, before that, I purposefully did not try to say your last name because honestly it looks kind of fake when I'm reading it <laughs> could you just actually pronounce it just so I can like be aware of it <laughs> okay yeah I'm not even gonna try I'm not even gonna try I'll it's have okay. to like go back in and like check every letter to make sure I'm spelling it right when this it is it is about seven consonants in a row <laughs> <laughs> oh that's great so my first question was actually going to be what's your first memory of any sort of art? And you kind of went into that, but do you want to elaborate on that even more? Um, yeah, sure. I have a lot of, I don't really have like memories of early art, but I have some pictures of me like doing art. And I actually have the, the original paintings that I did when I was like a little kid. Um, my parents saved those and I have them like with me in my albums. And I look at them when I like, I'm going through my materials and stuff. Um, I don't really remember doing art in when I was a little kid, but I do remember the fact that um, my parents were like super into getting me to participate in things. They hated if I was like just sitting around and art was something that we could do easily together. Um, so I guess that's where, where my creative juices went into. <laughs> um, so what's always interesting for me to think about is how how did you experience art throughout like elementary, middle school and high school? Because uh, personally, I, you're required to take art classes, obviously. And I enjoyed art. Um, people told me I was really good at it, but what I didn't enjoy was like due dates. So <laughs> telling me I have to be done with a piece by this certain date always rubbed me the wrong way. Um, so did you feel similarly throughout your school days or like how, how did you experience art throughout growing up? 
I think that um, in elementary school, yeah, we had like required art classes. And I think during those, um, we had some like required due dates, but I think I always worked fast enough and easy enough that it wasn't um, super restricting. Like I, I feel like I was always done by the deadline. I didn't feel pressured by those. But um, um, in middle school, we only had to take like one or two art classes. And those really focused more, less on like um, traditional art and more on like ceramics. And I don't, I don't really think we had a lot of due dates then either because I don't know, ceramics really depends on whether or not the pieces explode in the kiln if they're <laughs> fired correctly or not. So, um, but I didn't actually get to take any art classes in high school because um, when I got there, I chose to pursue music instead. Mm. But uh, I used to work on stage crew and a lot of that was um, like set design. So that was like my form of art, um, creative, creative pieces like that, painting the sets. Um, and I really worked like on pieces outside of that on my own deadline, creating art for myself. Um, but yeah, sticking to deadlines is really difficult. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's why it's it's so much better now when there's no real pressure to finish stuff. But it's actually like I have my own internal pressure. I'm like, why are you taking so long to finish this painting? Like, what are you doing? And I think a big part of that is just like my perfectionism. And I'm like, oh, I really don't want it. I have so much work to do. I really don't want to do it today. <laughs> well, sometimes inspiration, you know, comes and goes. And if inspiration's not there, um, the lack of inspiration, you, you just kind of have to accept it. And when you, when you accept it, it becomes easier to get inspired again. You can't always be active with art all the time. Yeah. <laughs> what, how would you describe like, the main style you're currently working on or like what what's your main medium that you like to use oh boy um <laughs> i try to pick up as much of everything as i can um i'm pretty good with watercolors i'm fairly good with acrylic paints as well um i really i don't know i describe my style as mixed media because i will paint on any surface that you give me i don't really i try not to stick to like oh i work on traditional arts um, but yeah, acrylic, watercolor, um, I do some gouache and I, I work, I make like some jewelry and stuff like that, but that's mostly like clay arts. Hmm. That's about it. So you said, um, your dad used to draw pictures and you would fill them in with watercolor. So that's kind of your basis behind that. So how did you kind of fall into all these other different mediums and styles in your current life? Well, acrylics are cheap, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that. Very <laughs> they're true. Easy to, they're easy to buy, um, and they're super accessible. Um, a gouache is just like, it's kind of a blend between watercolors and acrylic, and when I, when I found out about them, I was like, oh, I want to try that. Yeah. And um, I started painting, like, shoes and sort of not traditional surfaces because, you know, sometimes things could use a little beautification. You don't want to throw something out that's old. If you have like dirty shoes or something, you want to paint, give them a new paint job, and then they look fresh. You wash them, you paint them, and it's it's basically a new pair of shoes. Or like throwing out an old cutting board. You don't throw it out. You paint it. And you put it up in your walls and art piece. Reduce, reuse, recycle, baby. <laughs> I fully agree with that. Yeah, I. So, I've always wanted to get into, well, not always, but more recently, get into gouache because I started doing watercolors more recently. And I started with acrylics a few years ago. So it's like you said, that midpoint in between the two. So I'm really fascinated 
with them, especially because how I'm learning watercolors now, the fact that you can't go and like fix stuff like you could with acrylics, like go over top of it with opaque paint. That's always like, that's the hardest thing I've had to get used to. Uh, so gouache for that reason kind of interests me. <laughs> I think that gouache is interesting because it has more blendability, I would say, than watercolors. I know that everybody's like, you can blend watercolors really easily, but like 80% of the time that you blend any watercolors, whether it is on your page or on your palette, it kind of comes out looking like dookie brown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so at their best, just like, you have to be very careful with color blending. Gouache is like a little easier because you can just be like, oh, I'm just gonna, you know, I'm gonna add in some white and it's gonna be fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the person who's teaching me watercolors, he he doesn't use any white paint. So he's like yeah. teaching me to just, if you want white, you just leave that part of the paper open. But rarely things are like pure white. So you can either add like really light blue or purple or gray, whatever it is. Um, so that's been even more interesting because I'm so used to, like I said, acrylics where I can just paint over mistakes. And now it's much harder to do that. Yeah, I watercolors, you just kind of have to minimalism, yeah. which is a very hard practice, but absolutely. <laughs> so the less the less colors on the paper, the better. Yeah. I well, I always fill so much of my paper and it's ridiculous. <laughs> but um so what or who are some of your inspirations, either just life in general or specifically for your art? Um I love painting for my friends. That's something that really brings me a lot of joy, making them art um, for their birthdays, making art inspired of them. Um, I have a lot of really funny friends and we take a lot of really funny pictures of them. <laughs> <laughs> and I love making creative interpretations of them. Um, I really love painting my girlfriend. She's very important to me. Um, I also really like painting animals. I'm really not that good at people. <laughs> no. No, animals I, are my strong suit yeah i i hate drawing and painting people. i want to get so good at it like it's it's my main goal but i just cannot do it it's so difficult <laughs> people just are don't follow the laws of how you think they should you're like i know what a person looks like <laughs> maybe not uh have i never looked in a mirror before interesting <laughs> gosh yeah that's funny <laughs> what are your favorite like things to paint specific like let's say with animals do you have specific animals that you would choose any day of the week yes my favorite animal is a hippo i'm so sorry this lawnmower guy is right <laughs> outside my window um i i love hippos um i paint hippos often <laughs> that is my go-to animal um they're just they're shaped nice they're mostly round um, they're gray, but you can get like, you know, shadows in there and stuff. They're yeah. just a nice animal. Um, <laughs> octopuses are pretty fun as well. I don't know. Fruits are fun too. I know that's not an animal, but like fruits <laughs> are so fun to paint because <laughs> they're, they're just like shaped nicely. I don't know. Art is mostly about shapes and humans are very difficult shapes, but like yeah. fruits are simple shapes. <laughs> yeah. I feel that I, <laughs> maybe I should try getting into like some still life with fruit and stuff. I've never actually done that. As cliche as it seems like, oh, you got to paint a basket full of fruits. I've never done it. 
Listen, sometimes you're like, this is a stupid assignment, but then you get into it and you're like, wow, my apples in a basket look really good. <laughs> this is the best art piece that I've ever done. And that's embarrassing. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, so this is a two-part question, depending on how the first part you answer it. Um, do you ever make mistakes with your art? Yeah, of course I make mistakes. All right, perfect. Absolutely. <laughs> so then the second part, how do you deal with making mistakes? Do you beat yourself up with it or how do you deal with it? Depends on what I'm doing. If I'm working with acrylics, if I make a mistake, I will simply sit there and cover that part until <laughs> it looks good enough for me. Yeah. Like my I am I am a perfectionist and if it doesn't look good I'm gonna be unhappy with watercolor I just tend to go I know that everybody's like it's a fast medium I work as slow as possible <laughs> I want every piece to be as perfect as possible and you know what if I make a mistake it happens most of the time it's not that bad and it doesn't look really bad um I if I really mess it up you know you just gotta let it go it's paper just start over uh, uh, have you ever used a magic eraser on your watercolors? No, I don't know what that is. So it's like the magic eraser is the uh, the sponge thing. I can't think of the company, but it's it's the white sponge. And I guess if you make mistakes, you can just wet mm. the watercolor and like it sucks all the color right up. <laughs> well... I have alternative method called uh, water and a dirty rag. <laughs> you just dab it on there and it comes up. Yeah. If you um, if you think fast, you can just go like dab dab dab. <laughs> yeah, that's. I always have a tissue in my other hand that I'm just like ready to dab the wet paint off with. <laughs> but then oftentimes it like leaves a weird spot or something like that. So honestly, it's it's better to just kind of leave the mistakes a lot of the time because I feel like people don't notice the mistakes that you do people just look at the whole thing and they're like wow that's incredible how'd you do that and I'm like seeing every individual thing that I messed up <laughs> I feel like my mistakes with watercolor usually stem from like I put on too much paint too fast and it started bleeding and I'm like, okay, stop, everybody stop. <laughs> and then I just stick my rag down, I absorb all of the paint and then it's gone. There's like some tints, but I'm like, we're starting over. And the paper Fresh starts slate, like, we're putting the paint down again. <laughs> the paper starts like folding in like all these different directions and like just moving all over the place. <laughs> the page is like soggy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, let's see how this turns out. <laughs> um. So... What are some of your short-term goals for specifically art, but then you can also go into like just your life in general. So short-term as in, where would you like to be a year from now, we'll say? Oh my God, I'm really interested in flipping furniture. <laughs> I'm so interested in flipping furniture artistically and like making it, just mm. getting scrap wood. I recently got a bunch of tools and I wanna make pretty furniture. I'm all for it. Um, however, that is a hobby for when I have a driveway because I currently live in an apartment. <laughs> I don't really have, I don't have any room to store things, but I'm moving <laughs> into a house at the end of May and I am excited to flip furniture. Um, and artistically, I I kind of want to, I, I want to grow my Instagram. Um, I want to be able to like, you know, reach more people with my art, especially because I just, um, I just hosted 
like an art show with my uh, art art society, Mm -hmm. the Alpha Delta Phi Society. And we had a bunch of people come out um, and submit to our art show. And I feel like we could, we could do a lot more of that. And I, I'm excited to support my art society with that. So you said you're a sophomore in college now. So how do you balance all the work for college and then also make time for your art and then like starting to flip furniture and stuff? I don't know. I just ignore my homework. (laughs) (laughs) You just go, I don't want to do that. And you don't. (laughs) (laughs) What are you studying in college? I am technically a mechanical engineering major, um, but, and I'm, I'm a theater minor and I have been taking all theater classes this semester. So my workload isn't that heavy because I took, Mm -hmm. I quit one of my classes. I just wasn't feeling it. And also I like went to the hospital this semester. So it was a whole slew of things. Um, And I've been taking it kind of lightly with the work. So I've had more time to like focus on things that I want to do, work on some commissions and stuff. So what's your plan for after college, if you've even considered it yet, because you're still only in your second year, but do you have a plan for where you want to go? Uh, I mean, I definitely, I, well, I want a theater job <laughs> as much as it, as much, as much as it is disappointing to say that um, theater is not currently back up yet, really. I would like a theater job, um, but I guess we'll see how the market develops. <laughs> now, what are some of your longer term goals? So say over five, 10 years, where would you like to be in your life and with your art? Over five to 10 years. Hmm. Um, well, with my art, I'd probably, I'd, I'd like to improve. I'd like to improve significantly and see if I can probably cater to a, a wider audience. I don't really have many people who reach out to me right now besides um, my friends. I want to be able to reach people who don't necessarily know who I am, who just like scroll or you know, click past my art and be like, I'm interested, I'm looking for an artist, um, and this is the style that I want. Um, and in terms of life, I don't know, I guess I'd like, I'd like a steady job, <laughs> but don't we all? <laughs> <laughs> Whether that's in the mechanical engineering field or in, in um, theater, I don't know what that holds for me yet. Just doing something so that you, you can also do art on the side without having to worry about yeah. money or anything like that. Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> So what advice would you give to younger you? Just do more. Just practice more. Spend more time on it because literally the more you do it, the easier it gets. Um, Also, another really good tip is like looking, just looking at what other people are doing. That's how you find inspiration. You look at what somebody did and you're like, whoa, that's cool. But I could do that with a twist. (laughs) That's what all That's what everything is. It's just interpretive. Um, you just build on what other people have um, and that's really how you learn and how you develop your art style. Have you ever done like a study on a famous artist or anything where you not necessarily copy them but kind of paint as they do? When I was younger my mom was really into Van Gogh um, and I, I did a lot of impressionism painting for her. Um, I did, I would replicate Van Gogh paintings. I got really good at replicating (laughs) Van Gogh paintings. (laughs) Incredible. Um, I actually did like somebody's, I helped my friend do her wall, um, as the starry night and that came out really nice. That's really cool. 
yeah i mean I, th I think that's the only artist that i've really done a study on i haven't i'm not that big a fan of like you know cubism <laughs> <laughs> i've got some bones to pick in that department <laughs> honestly as as much as i'm like into art and stuff i know nothing about the different styles of art or anything i'll like paint something and i'll be like is this realism or impressionist i don't know i'm just painting like i don't know all the technicalities behind like composition and stuff i just kind of paint what i feel like looks good <laughs> and then people are like hey, it looks pretty cool and i'm like oh good i did my job cool <laughs> yeah i art history art history is fun to know but it's not necessary to be an artist you know i just like yeah know some my parents used to take me to museums so i like picked some stuff up <laughs> but oh, i don't have any formal art training <laughs> i have you ever heard of the uh there's like online college courses for free on art and art history and all that stuff through like pretty no. prominent schools I, I can't think of a i'll have to send you that link if you're interested in that that would be awesome so what kind of advice would you give to someone who is either early on in their art career or maybe even hesitant to start doing art of any sort um it's okay if it looks bad <laughs> like if you it's all right if you're starting out and it looks bad anything that you do is going to be helping your art skills um literally just practicing drawing lines steadying your hand anything is important in order to like get the feeling um of like how to do art in your hands how to plan for a piece how to like lay down colors practice anything just mess around draw little stick men with with eyeballs and then color them in like everything helps <laughs> <laughs> i feel it so do you have any resources where you like your go-to source for getting supplies for any of your art endeavors oh boy um <laughs> unfortunately my watercolors are like delivered i have a lot of family that like goes to russia or we have a lot of family friends that go to russia so my watercolors are the, the like yarka palette um but they're brought back from saint petersburg <laughs> oh that's sick that's so cool um, my my acrylics are like amsterdam's um they're they're like a, a mid acrylic i love um borrowing from the michaels and the hobby lobby mm -hmm. um winson and newton windsor and newton whatever the those watercolors are also pretty good um but i don't really have like a go-to place to get them from i just like if i spot something that i like i'll go on amazon and get it or i'll go um to blick art supplies or there's another one that's oh jerry's artorama is also really cheap that one's good <laughs> and do you have any online resources that you use like youtube even to pick up new art skills or like try new things um i sometimes i scroll through like the instagram discover page and most of my recommendations tend to be art and stuff so yeah. i watch people like um doing a new a new watercolor method like with salt or something salt and ice and um, I like give it a shot. And I'm also, I 
unfortunately i am also on tumblr and um a lot of people <laughs> a lot of people post like not like art tutorials but they're like this is what i did and then i'm like hmm, that's interesting and then you could be shot in terms of like you know human poses and stuff yeah um <laughs> so since you are and my art account is actually too since we are like smaller accounts with our art pages do you feel like you have any sort of advantage now with fewer followers than people out there who have like thousands or millions of followers i mean i can definitely like interact with the people in my community like i follow small artists and i know who they are like almost not really personally but mm -hmm. a lot of those people personally i know people who like go to scad in georgia but they're also my best friend from home um so I can reach out to that person and be like, whoa, I really love the, the like, like that piece that you just did. Do you want to like collaborate on something with me? Um, do you want to do like an art trade, which is hard to do for, for larger accounts because I mean, you have friends that you know personally, but do you have um, artists that want to take the time to collaborate with you, not just for likes and follows, like take the time to collaborate with you because they like you, they know you as a person and they think that your art style would mesh well together. Mm -hmm. and do you have any plans as of right now for how you will grow your account and get your art in front of more people or well for starters i am gonna do more art yeah. <laughs> um i've kind of like put it on the back burner because of school mm -hmm. um just had a hard time with like balancing things but um i'm gonna like Try to try to get back into doing art almost every day, um, and putting it up because I I have a hard time like putting it up on my Instagram and I feel like nobody's looking at it. Um, but I putting it up for yourself is also important. Having people look at it and even if just two people give it a like and give it feedback, be like, "Wow, I love the colors." Um, it makes you feel good. It makes you feel happy. And also like growing my Twitter and maybe unearthing my Etsy shop that is open and I have not touched in a couple of years, but <laughs> accidentally got an order on. <laughs> accidentally. <laughs> somebody, somebody ordered something from my Etsy shop and I was like, I don't even know if I have that. <laughs> it was like a hat. <laughs> oh my God. That's, I don't know, but nothing wrong with getting some money in your pocket without even realizing it. <laughs> yeah. I only made like six dollars, but still, hey, <laughs> like, hey that's the goddamn hat. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. Uh, so, do you have any last pieces of advice or anything you want to say before we tell the listeners about your Instagram page and everything like that? Um, if you want to do art, do art. Don't care if it's bad. <laughs> Just do whatever you want. Art is fake. Anything, anything <laughs> that a professional artist tells you, and they're like, you have to do it this way. They're lying. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, I, I totally agree with that. Art, art is, is it subjective or, yeah, art is subjective. People will put uh, value on things that you might not put value on yourself. Um, <laughs> so just paint or draw or do whatever the hell you want to try because people are either going to like it or they won't. But if you like it, then hell yeah, you did it. <laughs> okay, also do not buy or sell NFTs. <laughs> No, <laughs> I don't know. It could be the future. We don't know. Maybe oh my God. Gotta, maybe you got to no. get an NFT. <laughs> it takes so much energy to make an NFT. It's ridiculous. The NFT like market already crashed, I think as well. <laughs> oh my God. Really? 
<laughs> I like at least it imploded a little bit because nobody you know don't tell them but you can just screenshot the picture <laughs> yeah I think I've done a little research on them because it, it's fascinating how this stuff kind of like catches on I think it's kind of like owning you're like buying stakes in the artist itself so like yeah you could just download the jpeg but like you're not you don't actually own the copyright or whatever the correct term is so i think people are buying that over the art because obviously you can't physically hold the art like if you or i were to sell a painting Mm -hmm. to somebody it's fascinating (laughs) the the whole nft market depends on the fact that people find value in art Mm -hmm. people buy art because they enjoy it to put on their walls the people who tend to buy up the nfts are people who um are are like depending on the fact that that artist's value is going to skyrocket and that nft is going to be worth more money which is not happening because purchasing digital art doesn't usually come in the form of purchasing the copyright to a digital art you purchase a print (laughs) yeah (laughs) and it shifts your house (laughs) yeah it's just buying something and hoping that you actually own it (laughs) all right perfect well uh thanks for coming on do you want to give a quick overview of where people can find you art normal instagram facebook twitter all that stuff sure um i am on instagram Uh, my art instagram is coriolanius crafticus it's spelled c-o-r-i-o-l-a-n-u-s c-r-a-f-t-i-c-u-s it's a complicated name um and my regular twitter handle is at jd tibbs and my art twitter handle is um coriolanus craft one so same as the beginning of the instagram and then craft and then the number one and my regular Instagram is also uh, JD underscore Tibbs. All right, Red. So I will put a link to all of those in the description below so you can click any of those. Give Julia a follow, please. And thank you. Let's, let's grow the page and start making some money. <laughs> uh, but Julia, thanks so much for coming on. Had a great time chatting with you. We went really fast. You got through the questions like quick. It was great. So thanks. Thanks a lot for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. This was a lot of fun. Um, And if you know any artists who you would like to see on the show and hear their story, you can send them my way. Uh, But for all of those who listen to this episode, thanks so much. Have a great day. Peace out and good luck, everybody.